Staying in contact, I'm London Mitchell. It has been one year since the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan. The Taliban is now in control and has compromised many of the human rights the Afghan people enjoyed while the coalition forces were in country. Today, we receive a perspective from a man who was forced to flee when the Taliban came to power. My guest is Jamil Hassan, a military interpreter who describes his dangerous escape with his wife and three-year-old child in a new book, Promises Betrayed. And he tells us what he feels we can do now to help the remaining Americans and American allies who remain trapped. I asked Jamil to tell us about that narrow escape from Afghanistan. For three days after Taliban uh, took back Afghanistan, I uh, had to hide at home. I did not leave. My my uh, family did not allow me to leave home. Uh, then on the fourth day in the morning, I got a text uh, from a friend of mine in Italy saying that the Italians were uh, planning an evacuation and you better join them. So in, in half an hour, I grabbed whatever was needed with my wife and my young daughter, three years old, uh, and and uh, just head uh, for the uh, airport, uh, passing through multiple Taliban checkpoints, uh, and and with all the fear uh, in my mind and in my body, my wife was uh, very scared. Uh, uh, but when we got to the airport, the Italians said that there is no evacuation; it has been cancelled. You come after three days because there are lots of people. So uh, I decided to stay there because there was no guarantee that the next uh, few days the Taliban would allow us to to come back to the airport. I stayed there for like 12 hours and at midnight, at one o'clock in the morning, uh, I uh, took all the risk and pushed through the crowds of people with my wife, with my daughter and all the, the, the stuff that we had and uh, showed my uh, uh, legitimate SIV special immigrant visa documents to the uh, U.S. Marines at the airport gate. And I was fortunate that they allowed me and my family to cross the gate. And after that, that was uh, uh, the, rest, the rest of the story of the evacuation. Everything is in the book. You, uh, you must have been taking quite a risk. Uh, to get to the airport, it was a risk, not only for me, for 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 thousands of of other Afghans who 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 uh, who came there. Uh, well, uh, comparing the uh, the life under the Taliban, which I had witnessed in their first regime, uh, all the risk was worth it. Uh, and and you may remember that last year, uh, uh, at this time, there was a suicide attack that killed. 13 U.S. Marines and 170 Afghans who tried to get onto the airport. So those people, they were not fed up with their lives. They were fed up with the uh, brutalities of the Taliban. They knew what would happen to them if they stayed. And and that's what we have witnessed in the past one year, the harsh uh, restrictions and then the harsh life conditions that people are, are going there. I just two minutes ago, I, I, I read a report confirmed by the Taliban, the ta- Taliban's uh, Minister for Public Health, that over the last year, f- 580 women has uh, died uh, when they were uh, uh, delivering their babies. So you can, you can imagine the rest of, uh, of the situation in Afghanistan. It seems very, very uh, troubling to me that it was you and your wife and your your three-year-old daughter 
that were able to escape, but you must have other family still there. Yes, my uh, father, my two siblings, and my sister-in-law, these are considered from the Afghan cultural perspective, my immediate family members. They're still there. And the Taliban, too, I searched my apartment for anything to, to, to relate me to foreigners uh, working for the uh, invaders, according to them. And they threatened my, my father uh, for that I and my two other brothers who also worked for the U.S. government in Afghanistan to return back to, to Afghanistan. So though uh, they are at rest, but for me, uh, the story uh, to be out there and to, to make people aware of what is going on was more important than my family. So the priority is, is the book, The Promise is Betrayed, an Afghan interpreter of the fall of Kabul. That's what is important. Through this book, I, I would like all Americans and in a, in a matter of fact, people around the world to know what happened in Afghanistan uh, who was responsible, whether it was the current U.S. administration or the Afghan leaders, uh, and what has been going on since then, and what needs to be done. That is important, because the, the main purpose of the book is to draw world's attention back towards Afghanistan and the plight of the Afghan people, not only in Afghanistan, but America's Afghan allies, thousands of them, hundreds of thousands of them, who are still left behind in Afghanistan, who are still stuck in Pakistan, in the UAE, in Qatar, and even uh, a few of them in Ukraine. These people work for, for the U.S. government, for the international community, faithfully believing in a, in a bright future for, for them in their own country. Uh, uh, and also the promises that they were given that if something happens uh, in Afghanistan, they would be taken out to safety uh, to other countries. But there they are. They are in Afghanistan. They are in a very bad situation. I'm London Mitchell, staying in contact. My guest is former interpreter for the American forces in Afghanistan, Jamil Hassan. We never thought America was in Afghanistan to stay. And as we heard about corruption in the Afghan government and soldiers in the Afghan military refusing to engage the enemy, that it might be time for America to withdraw. Leaving, Jamil, your country to the Taliban. So what went wrong with our initiative? Any war uh, ends either with a victory of one side over another side or a peace deal or compromise. Uh, we know that the Afghan war uh, uh, was not won militarily by either side. The U.S. plus its Afghan uh, government, uh, the government that it supported, or the Taliban. Uh, so uh, it was inevitable to, to, uh, ha to, to have a peace deal signed between the Taliban, the U.S. government, and the Afghan government to end this, this long war. Uh, but... Uh, lots of this could have prevented. Uh, uh, look at, at uh, uh, it, it, the U.S. was Afghanistan's strongest ally uh, militarily and financially. It supported the Afghan forces so, uh, till uh, the beginning of uh, 2021. But as uh, the current administration uh, uh, was was uh, was in power in the U.S. It sided with the Taliban more than the Afghan government. 
uh, it cut uh, its financial support to the Afghan Defense and Security Forces. It withdraw all contracting companies that were there to maintain the, the uh, uh, $7 billion worth, uh, dollars worth of equipment of the Afghan forces. Uh, and and it, it did not uh, provide enough ammunition and fuel supplies to the Afghan forces. So the Afghan forces were, were left on their own. On the other hand, let me give you this uh, example. Uh, Scott Miller, the recent U.S. commander in Afghanistan, was often uh, concerned with the uh, huge number of the Taliban casualties because he believed that this would undermine the U.S. and Taliban deal. So the reason that the Afghans did not fight was only that they were left alone in a fight that they, they, they were there fighting not only for Afghanistan, but for the uh, whole world, that the war was the war on terror. The terror was not in Afghanistan. We all know that the, about the 9-11, the uh, attacks of 2007 in London and, and, in, and, and across the world in different places. So once again, uh, Afghanistan is is uh, is the sanctuary for for the uh, international terrorist groups. We we saw the example of Ayman al Zawahiri, right? In less than a year uh, of the withdrawal of U.S. forces from Afghanistan, there he was back back in Afghanistan. So I, I do not agree with the with the fact that Afghan forces did not fight, and I provided plenty of reasons for being uh, for for the uh, 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 braveness of the Afghan people and Afghan forces in my book in promises betrayed but the issue of Afghan leaders is is different they are they were corrupt I have highlighted all of them in my book they were corrupt but where did that corruption came from it came from the the, the West it came from from uh, the contracting companies from the big contracts that the US provided to its companies and other companies around the world. Uh, something that would have been done for $1,000 by Afghans, the uh, contracting companies would, would do that for $100,000. So you can imagine the, the, the level of, of, of corruption there. Tell me what you would like to see happen in, in the near future to, to help restore some of the, uh, the safety and the, uh, the privileges that the Afghan Afghan people experienced when the coalition forces were there? Though it is late, but it is not too late, uh, still the international community can put more pressure on the Taliban. Like the good thing was that the UN Security Council did not approve uh, the uh, travel uh, 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 the, uh, the removal of the travel restrictions for the Taliban any longer. So that's a good point. The more the Taliban are pressurized, uh, the more they will uh, uh, submit into the uh, demands of the world with regards to human rights. Uh, that's the, the one thing. The other thing is that uh, for America and America's allies, Canada, Britain, Australia, others that promised Afghans their Afghan allies to be evacuated to safety. That is the second thing that they should do. I I, I demand the current U.S. administrations uh, administration to ease the immigration uh, policies for Afghans as they did it for the Ukrainians, so that they can uh, reunite with their families, that they can be brought in into safety. Uh, and in Afghanistan, again, I say it's only the international community that can pressurize the Taliban so that they can. Uh, 
submit into the, uh, the the demands of the international community for for respecting, preserving, and protecting human rights in Afghanistan. Your book is now available. It is on Amazon as of now. It's on pre-order, but as of the 30th of August, it will be fully available for ordering. I'll be reading it. It's Thank been you a so much. pleasure talking to you, and uh, I wish you and your family the very best. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And please join us again next week when we will again be staying in contact. In the meantime, you can leave me a message at my website, londonmitchell.news.